You are listening to the Fantasy Joes Podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on Dynasty. And now, here are the Joes, Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood, and Jake Patterson. We are the Fantasy Joes. Will Greenwood, Ryan Livergood coming at you tonight. We are minus Jake Patterson. Will, we got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk a little bit about this 2022 rookie class, get that conversation started, and then talk about some maybe unpopular buy lows per Reddit. So how are you? What's going on? What do you think of the rookies, Will? Uh, you know, things things are good over in the little bit of a revamped pillow palace tonight, Ryan. You can't really see it in the background, no, but uh, I still good. felt I felt more echoey since I moved to my own home office uh, because there's nothing in here. We have some tape in the background that you obviously you can't see in the podcast, but it's for some decorative molding that we're going to oh, do. I wonder why there was tape in the background. Thanks. So for- I've been researching, uh, you know, air there, uh, you know, like battery powered nail guns. So if you have any suggestions, please send them to me because the internet is not helpful at all. Whether or not it fulfill my needs. We need a sponsor uh, or- like the, you know, whoever it is that has uh, nail guns, you know, that Here, you the face that to buy Milwaukee tools. <laughs> hey, that'd be perfect. Uh, I, don't know, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know if they're manufactured in Milwaukee. That's you know, the right up the road for me, kind of in between us. So let's get that done. Yeah. The, the cream hunt news overall, uh, at getting some really like low ball offers for cream hunt or some conversation started where I said, you know, put out the first offer and we can chat. Are you talking and about Cream then, Hunt or are you talking about Alvin Kamara? Oh, sorry, Alvin Kamara. Because I was saying, did Cream Hunt beat somebody up too and I didn't hear about it? It's possible. <laughs> Cream Hunt might have been in that group. We don't know yet. <laughs> we don't to know find yet. out. But he wasn't at the Pro Bowl. Uh, no. Well, he might have been Might have been there. Might have been so I, I'm sad about that news. But at this point, uh, it's so since it's not, this is going to sound terrible, Ryan, but since it's not domestic violence and it's just, you know, like, assaulting somebody i would be shocked if there's any major consequences coming out of this but uh i totally i'm a hold for now but it's just the way the nfl is like yeah i totally i totally agree with that assessment i you know it's um it's certainly unfortunate and and, you know i i i I, know we don't actually know the whole story it doesn't look good in terms of the evidence that's come out i I i'm just saying because i I, you know i really liked kareem hunt and thought he was a great person and and Alvin, the report. Kamara. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> Alvin uh, Kamara. He seemed like such a great guy and like such an underdog story, going through where he was in college and everything, yeah. and coming I out. Pl- I planted that seed in your head. Exploring. You have to go. You have to listen to the, subscribe. Swear us on Patreon. patreoncom joes because you'll see I, I made a little bad joke, and um, that's why that's in your head right now. Uh, and he's his name's on one of my lists for our little show sheet too for uh, some trades but anyway uh yeah uh at this point you just have to hold with cream no i'm kidding alvin camara uh <laughs> you gotta see how it shakes out versus like in the, unless you can get something that you still feel like was fair value for the future if you're really high on the 2023 draft class and you're willing to wait your team needs to kind of rebuild anyway you want to move them for you know first round there maybe you know some sugar on top uh, i think that's totally fine you still have an aging running back in a new offensive system who has a lot more risk around him when it comes to a fantasy side versus just a uh, uh, behavior side. And that's what's tough because he was certainly a sell anyway, just based on the fact aging running back with this, you know, with uncertainty and, and then offense. And and then this happens and it's just, it's like crap, you know, like, so I, I tend to think he's a hold too, or, or maybe someone to acquire, although I'm not, extremely excited about acquiring him unless I could get him like dirt dirt cheap. But anyway, uh, let's go back to cream hunt for a second, because that makes me think of the senior bowl because he was there at the senior bowl at one point is, is, uh, you know, before he entered the NFL and the senior bowl happened. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit about the senior bowl since we, you know, have, haven't recorded since, since the game. So um, any thoughts, any, anyone that's, that's on your radar that, that wasn't before any guys are a little bit excited about, um, I, you know, I, I, I don't think, I think one of the things that was probably disappointing about it was you know, th- just the running backs this year. I, I don't think any running backs actually stood out at the senior bowl particularly. And, um, you know, you look at this class, the wide receiving, uh, class is, is interesting. Um, we might argue that there's some intrigue with the, with the quarterbacks with just the sheer number of quarterbacks, although, you know, 
<laughs> there's no clear Andrew Lux in this class or anything like that. Uh, some interesting tight ends. Um, what, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think my only thought of one big piece from the senior bowl who stood out, I guess, quite a bit in the practices and everything was Damian Pierce from Florida, uh, even coming out as a senior. He is, I believe, around like 5'9", maybe 5'10", but, but a sturdy, sturdy fella. Uh, and if he can show some quickness, he can fit into an NFL system very quickly. And that's the kind of guy that probably won't have a ton of draft capital, but is one of the early targets for an injury away from fantasy relevance. Yeah. I mean, I think that was the one running back name that, that stood out and I, I, that, you know, the fact that he seems like he doesn't have a lot of mileage, you know, um, good, good blocker. Um, yeah, no, he's interesting name for sure. Uh, you know, for, for, I think the, the big story for me with, with senior bowl are, are just, it is two quarterbacks. I, I mean, I think that the picket is kind of separating himself from the pack a little bit, but Malik Willis, um, you know, in the actual game itself, you, you saw him, you know, what he could do on the ground. And, and I, I think that he's raw and he, he's going to take some time to, um, to develop, but he's one of those guys that, that could, could really rise on rookie boards. Will because I, I think he's, he's very talented. Um, you know, Konami code quarterback and a guy that I think in, in, in the, you know, if you play Debbie leagues, you, you've known about him, you know, you've heard about him, but he's a guy that's the super intriguing to me. Um, and I think the, the, you know, probably the highest upside of all these guys, but, um, but there are a lot of quarterbacks. There's going to be some opportunity because some of these guys we're not excited about. Well, you know, they're the talk with all the scouts. It's like, is are any of these guys worth drafting in the first round? People were going to reach for quarterbacks like they always do. Um, but we might get some surprises because people will just discount them because it's like the narrative already is this quarterback class sucks. Yeah. And a big narrative too, is that like this, this class is uh, very controversial overall versus where, who you should take where. And so it, at this point in time, selling your draft picks this year for future picks, I would just hold until we see the landing spots, uh, which I, I hate, you know, I hate waiting, Ryan, and waiting for that and combine numbers and whatever we can get some hype, around where it'll move these draft pick values up because the 2023 class uh, is getting all the, the tidal wave of hype right now and how, you know, how many great prospects are coming out in that year. Uh, I also, Ryan, outside of the senior bowl, I still, Sam Howell coming out as a you know, true junior. So he's not at the senior bowl. I think he has the most upside out of any of these quarterbacks in this class. It just is, uh, it, was he buoyed because they had a great running game? You know, he's able to make some passes, but I, I watched him play a few times and I, I need to do more, but I still think he, to me is the most intriguing. I think he's has the best uh, NFL caliber traits from what I've seen. Yeah. And it'll, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how he does at, at the combine and, you know, where he goes and mocks what, what you know, kind of what I've read about him is that, you know, the, Scouts aren't terribly excited about him, but that, that might, might change. So um, yeah, no, I, I think the quarterback cl- class, once again, you know, I, 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 I'm not saying that this is like, like it was, you know, this, um, the um, 2021 class or anything, but, but there are some intriguing names and it's definitely worth watching because there, there will be some values, right? So, you know, one or two of these quarterbacks is going to be there, um, you know, late first round, early second round of your rookie drafts. And, and somebody's going to probably be a steal for you. I it just, that's usually how it plays out. Cause, cause these guys, some of these guys will get some, some opportunity uh, and, and you, you just never know. Um, yeah. And it, even in the 20, 20, 2021 class, we saw quarterbacks not really accrue value in their first year besides uh, Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Um, and I, the, the last thing I want to say, you know, wide receivers. I, I mean, that's where this class is really in, intriguing to me. Cause I think there are a lot, once again, a lot of good wide receivers and, um, and it, it, at the senior bowl, we saw a lot of these small school guys that, that really, you know, um, uh, looks good. Uh, Christian Watson from North Dakota state, six, four, two eleven. Um, a lot of hype around him, Jalen Tolbert, South Alabama. Um, Calvin Austin, the little guy from Memphis, man, you know, he's, he's small, but you know, he's fast and he's, he's kind of an interesting guy. Um, Khalil Shakur from Boise state, you know, the, so what I, I love the small school wide receivers that they got some buzz and we'll just have to monitor them and see what happens. Right. Do they, 
um, get drafted highly. How do they do at the at the combine? And uh, it, it, I just it was nice to see that that we've you know at least in that skill position. W- one thing about this class, Will, I I was I've been looking at this. Have you have you gone to NFLMockDraftDatabase.com? Oh, I have not. Well, they basically it's they like aggregate all these mock drafts, and I know some people that do mock drafts probably you know have no business doing them, but I think a lot of the people that put them out there, you know, are, are reading a lot, you know, listening to a lot of resources that I, I think some people are pretty good at this. And I, I like the idea of aggregating these things together. So I went through the last, you know, week of, of, of mock drafts. And in terms of skilled position players in the first round, you've got four quarterbacks, zero running backs, six wide receivers, and one tight end. So that's 11 players, in the first round at, at positions we care about in fantasy. So that's not bad. That's pretty good. If, if we had six wide receivers in the first round, I think we'd be pretty excited about that. And you got to figure there are at least a couple of running backs are going to go, go in the second or third. So, you know, this rookie class may be better than, than, than we, you know, we think we're, I think we're looking too far ahead of 2023. So we'll just have to wait and see how, how it all plays out. But I, I, I thought that was, that's, yeah, that's good. When you look at it, six wide receivers in the first round, we'd love that. Wouldn't we? Yeah, absolutely. I'd, it, I'd be kind of surprised at this point if it was six wide receivers in the first round. Yeah, I mean, I mean we'll, and we'll see. Obviously, you know, this is it's early and things will change. But um, anyway, um, shall we transition away from rookies? As oh, wait, no, what? Uh, monologue for a second. Oh, <laughs> all right. You're, I think you're stalling for something. So, um, but but uh, you know. I, just to, to reiterate, I, I, I am pretty pumped ab- about Malik Willis uh, of, of all the guys. If I have to say like the one guy from the senior bowl that, that stands out for me, uh, it, it, he's just so intriguing. It has a tremendous amount of upside. And I, I think that that's the guy that, that really won the week and a guy we really need to pay attention to. Um, also a guy that might get drafted um, early and, and not do anything early in his career. And, and maybe he's one of those guys that, you know, doesn't show a lot early, but, but then you could acquire a year or two down the road and, and you'll be happy you did. Maybe, maybe you drop some value. I don't know. We'll see. But yeah, that was just my wife calling in. She says uh, her favorite draft prospect right now at the wide receiver position is David Bell. David Bell. Well, that, 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 that could be. He's a savage. Shall we transition away from rookies, Will, and get into... I feel like we do need to have like a bigger, bolder rookie discussion. Uh, this, in, well, in my well, opinion, we, like I, I, months. I, I know, but I listened to so many dynasty podcasts and the rookie talk, I feel like has been very, I haven't found it substantive, su- substantive yet. So well, wait till, uh, I, well, I can't well, wait until we get more into it. I feel like well, this, uh, this elongated NFL season, the Super Bowl is happening forever after, you know, we're all kind of ready for this rookie hype. And we're having to wait and like bite off our fingernails as, as we wait for it. Yeah. I think you bring up a good point uh, because the, the, you know, the season's been extended and, you know, this show is, is coming out after the, the Super Bowl. Congratulations, Super Bowl champions, whoever you might be. Um, Way to go team. So, but yeah, you're right. It's kind of delayed the, the, the talk. And, and I think me, you know, I think there, it's, it's kind of mixed though, for, for various reasons. I think we've got a longer season. Um, and I think there's just not a lot of, doesn't seem a lot of excitement about this class. Um, and, and hopefully that will change. Hopefully there'll be some pro days and some guys will just blow up like, like we had Jamar Chase last year. Right. Right. Remember that. Um, and, and a combine this year. So that's, that's exciting. Well, people will get hyped again and, and yeah, I'm, you're right. It's, it's, it, the, the fuse is about to be lit and it's about to explode with the rookie talk. So, um, but before we get there, Will, let's talk about this Reddit thread that you discovered about these unpopular bylaws. I love the topic, by the way, unpopular bylaws. It's, it's fun. So th- this is also spurred on because we've talked about some of these players a little bit in the past, but I actually did. Uh, some of the search on the trades and then maybe what their values are in a, in, a, in kind of like a, a neutral site, you know, using like dynasty trade calculator uh, and looking at uh, dynasty league football for trade finder to try to exactly figure out what they are. And what I chose the parameters for this are a 12 team super flex league. So that's 
let's just set that as the status quo right now, uh, that that's the, the forum for all of these. Um, and the, the players that came up, the number one on the list that I find the most intriguing that we really haven't talked about a lot when it comes to trade value uh, is, is Baker Mayfield. Uh, you have a former one-on-one quarterback who had, when he came in as a rookie, was had a, a phenomenal end of that season and was very, like, very, very much boosted up boards. Uh, last year, he had some injuries. Cleveland has a good team around him, and he has consistently under-delivered on the fantasy side of what he's supposed to do and the winning side for Cleveland overall. But uh, Baker, yeah, Baker Mayfield is a fancy asset. It's, it's kind of a, a tough own at this point because you maybe don't want to sell uh, what you're looking for, but if you're going to go buy a quarterback and you want to move somebody else to move in like and, and acquire him, he might be one of the more acquirable long-term dynasty assets out there. So that's all speculation. But anyway, in general, uh, I looked up super flex trades, you know, 12 team with Baker Mayfield. Uh, one was cream hunt for Baker Mayfield straight up. I probably should have just thrown that out because that's a ridiculous trade. Uh, in a 12 team super flex league, a running back who might sign somewhere else who is aging out. I don't know his contract status off the top of my head, but yeah. I kind of regret putting them in the sheet at this point. But let's, no. let's look at this moving forward. Yeah, I agree. That's a, just a, that's a weird, he's making that trade, but you know, whatever. So a 2022 late first. Uh, so assuming you can grab in the late first, one of these, up, uh, you know, like up and comer quarterbacks who's going to get drafted in the first round. If it's four or five, whatever will happen in the first round, maybe three. Uh, but a 2022 late first, Ryan, what do you think? You know, I, I think you have to decide how, what you feel about the future of Baker Mayfield, you know, because I think there is a world where he, you know, as a starter in Cleveland and then he's not, and he is this career backup, you know, and, and then you've got, your you're basically buying a career backup. So I think I go with the, the pick. Really? Yeah, I think I do. Uh, so all sites that I have uh, up in front of me and I've looked at in the past, I guess I shouldn't give away what those sites are. But they have even up like up up until the 112 is easily valued higher than Baker Mayfield. Uh, I think he still has a chance. He's only 26, going to turn 27, uh, can potentially get things right in Cleveland or at least operate an offense versus a late first. It just I don't I feel like in Superflex he's still uh, worth that worth that late first, uh, especially if it's the 112 and you know that your draft order's already decided. I would trade the 112 for Baker Mayfield. Uh, in a vacuum right now uh, in general i would wait to try to acquire him or i'd try to move you know if i had if it was a the late second that person was interested in it plus another at like a late second plus daniel jones for baker mayfield and that's totally i mean honestly i think it's pretty close and i i think that could totally work out for you because you're right that late that late first we we just kind of talked about this class um uh, you, you know i i mean I don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, if it's one of these quarterbacks you're not excited about from this class versus Baker Mayfield, you know, Baker Mayfield may be the better, better option. Um, uh, but, but yeah, I, th- I think it's close. I mean, I could see, I could see you can argue pretty strongly both ways. So it's a good, it's an interesting deal. I just think that he is an unpopular by low and this might be your chance to get him. And even if he's uh, middling throughout the rest of his career, you're not paying a premium price for him at this, like an actual, uh, by low where he can fade into dust or, you know, it could be a huge boon for your team. Yeah. I I've just never been the biggest Baker Mayfield guy. You know, I've never been like, Oh, like I think if you were at one point, you, there was something you saw in him that you were really, really excited about him. I, I think you absolutely should try to go out and acquire him. I think it makes sense. But if you're like me and you just never, you know, bought into him um, necessarily then then i think you then you just you, you go with the draft pick i think it just depends how you feel about him if you if you like baker mayfield then yes this you should go out and acquire him for sure it's a it's a great guy to acquire yeah like if, it, if it's like baker mayfield or, or kenny pickett who's at that pick because pickett got drafted late or you know whatever one of the top four quarterbacks is a late first round pick Based on what I know about Pickett, I'm taking him. I mean, he he you know he had a great senior season. Um, Baker Mayfield uh, had a better the, one. The, they I, I know, but um, 
you know, they're when they the um, uh, I cannot think of his name. The, the guy that runs the senior bowl uh, and uh, they, they interviewed him and they talked about Pickett and, and he said Pickett reminded him a lot of, of Joe Burrow, his personality and, and, and traits. Apparently, you know, he was he you know, he he's a really good fast learner. Um, picks, I don't know. I, I just think um, as long as Pickett has at least nine inch size hands, I, I think I go with Pickett there. <laughs> There's, there's basically no way he has nine inch hands. Yeah, I, I don't know. Well, we'll see. anyway, we'll see. But uh, that, or, and then another one was uh, Zach Wilson for Baker Mayfield. Oh God, two guys. I, uh, and all trade calculators favor Zach Wilson uh, enormously ahead of of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I mean, well, let me ask you this about Baker Mayfield: What is his upside for you? Like, like let let's say he he does have a good year with Cleveland and and they extend his contract. Um, like, what what's his upside? Oh, uh, like a like a QB. Let's say a fantasy finish, of course, because we're talking fantasy football. This is a. Uh, Let's go QB like nine, QB nine. All right, like in a year. Because I think the argue- downside is unstartable. Yeah, and I think Wilson. I mean, his downside is as unstartable too after a couple of years. But I think you know his upside. You know, there's remember during the evaluation process, there there are some people really high on him, and they're like there's shades of Patrick Mahomes to his game and that kind of thing. I mean, I don't I don't buy it. I'm not a Zach Wilson guy, but I guess if you're giving me the choice between the two guys, you know, I, I Zach Wilson's going to get probably more opportunities to to prove it. You know, he's going to get at least a couple of more years, and you know, before the the Jets plan on moving on and trying something else, right? So. Um, yeah, but but once again, I I could see if you got Zach Wilson and you can acquire Baker Mayfield and Baker Mayfield's your guy and you don't you don't like Zach Wilson, you just drafted him because of value or whatever. Yeah, I mean, makes sense to make that deal. But yeah, I, I think at its core and value wise, you just take Zach Wilson because he's a lot younger and has a lot more years to prove himself versus Baker Mayfield is kind of unproven himself. But this is the he like uh, if if he goes down from here you won't regret making a trade for Baker now is my general opinion about it, which is why I wanted to bring it up on the podcast is like, just looking at, can I, can I move uh, other positional players? If I'm missing a quarterback piece to acquire Baker Mayfield to make my life a little bit easier moving in next year, because I think next year he definitely has a starting role and we get another like prove it year out of him. So if it at worst, it could be a one-year rental. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's let's move on to. I I actually love all the quarterbacks you've listed under this unpopular by lows because they're all fun to talk about. But you yeah, because I totally original content didn't come up with this, didn't use Dynasty FF Reddit. Uh, but uh, yeah, the next one up is Tua. Uh, so Tua is talked about with his like I feel like general future and what the organization is doing, but he's not a very popular trade candidate when people talk about him. People aren't like really actively looking to go out and acquire Tua, in my opinion, and from what I've seen. Yeah. So agreed. I'm, I'm totally willing to classify him in here as the unpopular buy low. Uh, Tua had an up and down season. Uh, he really had a great connection with Jalen Waddell. He had, I mean, a great stretch uh, middle of the season with the Dolphins. And it's a, it, he's a tough, like, long term evaluation because uh, it, I think Flores might have hated him. Uh, and Flores didn't think that he was going to be the leader of the team or the GM wanted to trade for Deshaun Watson to try to save his job. And there was all that speculation the entire time. And I still feel like he performed admirably in those circumstances uh, for a team that started off. Was it one in six and then won seven straight games? We should give more credit to Tua, but anyway, unpopular by low. So, right. Look this up. And these are a little bit, little bit more tough because they're more involved than what it was with Baker. But Kirk Cousins, Van Jefferson, Amon Ra for Tua. Oh, that's a big package. <laughs> Slow down. Yeah. Kirk Cousins, Van Jefferson, Amon Ra. Okay. So, I mean, you could eliminate, you probably can eliminate like Van Jefferson from it. Uh, so, Kirk Cousins and Amon Ra for Tua, Rashad Perriman, Adam Trotman, and a 2022 20 second. So, if you got rid of Perriman and Van Jefferson, and uh, I thought I think, I don't know, Van Jefferson probably slightly more valuable than Perriman. But anyway, 
the oh, idea I think, I think, is... I think quite a bit more valuable than Perriman. I mean, Perriman is like a complete throw. And Van Jefferson, you know, I mean, I think he's shown. I, I don't think he's got tremendous upside, but he could be like a wide receiver three, you know, for a couple of years for you. Rest of his career, never, feel, never feels like a startable asset. No, I, I'm, I'm not saying yeah, I'm excited about him, but over Perryman, I mean, come on, that, that's that's not even close. But anyway, yeah, but the, not the main pieces of the deal. Let's let's focus on let's just say Cousins and Amon Ra for Tua, honestly, and it, for and Tua Tra- Troutman in the second. Yeah, because there you go. The Troutman in the dynasty, Troutman in the dynasty world is still going to be you know sleeper breakout. It's yeah, career tight it end. He's aging in the position. It's a new coach. He knows yeah. how to use tight ends. It, you know, honestly, it might come down to. Um, you know, team makeup and things. You know, Kirk, Kirk Cousins is once again a guy that just, you know, I, I, he, he just never gets respected, but he, he always puts up decent numbers. I mean, he's not a guy you want as your QB one, but on your Superflex team. But if he's your quarterback two, you're probably okay with that, or, or ideally quarterback three. And, and I, I'm not big on, you know, Amon Ra, but, but there's value there with Amon Ra. Um, um, so, that's this is tough for me honestly because i i do like i i am higher on tua than i think most people will i, I think that Tua's had a rough start to his career and you know he was you know first year you know still still coming back from from some you know from from you know injuries um miami this year their offensive line was was garbage not much of a running game so it's it, the situation wasn't good i i, I you know with we talked about mike mcdaniel on the um Patreon show. So I still probably go cousins and the cousin side on this one, but it's close for me. What about you? Yeah. And what stinks is it doesn't, it doesn't tell you exactly where that second is uh, in 2022. Uh, Cause I, I lean the two aside uh, here, but it's only slightly. Uh, yeah. I think, I, I mean, Kirk Cousins is a fine a fine quarterback. And it might be my Vikings <laughs> fandom that, uh, that, that, that trickles into this. That, I know that's the but, thing. Like Kirk Cousins is, he's okay. But uh, if, it, if it were my but, team, yes, I would take two in a second uh, versus Kirk Cousins and Amara. Yeah, no, that's, that's fair. Um, yeah. Kirk, I just wanted to see where he's, yeah. He quarterback nine, you know, Kirk Cousins. It's just, he's, he's a solid, but anyway. Okay. It would also, uh, also depend too on that team. Like, uh, do I have Justin Jefferson on that team and have a nice Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jefferson stack yeah. for seasonal value? Like, mm-hmm. I like that. So I'd want to get like something to you know to pair with or make a more blockbuster deal. But in general, I think it's an interesting conversation about like the because Cousins, it, he's not long for Minnesota, and who knows where he'll go next. So anyway, fun, a fun trade. Yeah. Uh, the next one was uh, Tua for Matt Ryan, Odell Beckham, and Amari Cooper. Um, wow, that's that's interesting. Gosh, it might it might depend on like what your team needs are, honestly. You know, because I I, I know uh, Odell and Amari Cooper are getting up there for wide receivers, but you know, I think they both have, especially with, with Beckham, you know, I, I think we've, we've seen this renewed, you know, um, career now that he's, he's gone to Los. I mean, I don't know if he goes back to, to the Rams or not, but in any event, I, I, you know, he's, he's certainly not dead yet. Um, I, I, I still want to go with Tua though. I think it probably depends on team needs because give me the younger yeah. quarterback that could, could, you know, explode versus the, these guys that are aging out. Yeah, I, I kind of lean to Matt Ryan's side, which is like uh, Odell and Amar. Like they're just they're, they're startable players week over week. If if Odell lands in a, like an okay situation next year, yeah, I, I think this is one of the, the, those kinds of deals of Jake. I mean, and, and um, I'm channeling my my inner Jake Patterson. I think this is the type of deal though that like you know helps you with your dynasty teams like revitalize your dynasty teams like if you've got like you know matt ryan like a year from now matt ryan odell beckham and amari cooper could all just be like just just tanked in value and and, and two yeah. could have spiked in value uh, it may not work out for you but I, that's why that's intriguing for me I, I i like that deal um for the the two aside but maybe if maybe the guy that has two uh you know is weak in you know, wide receiver and then needs another quarterback to, to move and it moves to, uh, and that works out for him too. I don't know. I mean, so 
Yeah, it's Lance kind Ross. of that uh, like re- like a slightly rebuilding piece where you'll win less games if Tua fails than you would with if Matt Ryan, Odell, and Amari Cooper like have okay seasons. Yeah. So yeah. if you're if you've acquired if you have a bunch of 2023 picks and you're moving forward in that direction anyway, this is a a, a, a deal that if that's what it takes to get done, totally worth it. Yeah. Uh, this one I thought was interesting. It was Trevor Lawrence for uh, Tua and Carson Wentz. That is interesting. Um, so again, it, it like, might it might depend on how you. Well, probably depend. Like this is going to be everyone's going to have different opinions, right? Because these are, I think these are all quarterbacks that the you could argue are kind of polarizing. Like Trevor Lawrence, you know, for example. Um, but but I, but I lean the Lawrence side. Well, I I still haven't. I mean, come on. Let's not forget he was the 2021 101 in the vast majority of leagues. Like like this guy is 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 very talented and of of all three of these guys is the one that has the highest upside, I think. So yeah, in in a vacuum I'm taking the Trevor Lawrence side. Yeah. Uh that but let's say you're This is what we were discussing these in, right? Yeah, and but let's say you're trying to you know, you have a horrible quarterback situation on in, in your, you know, league and 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 you need to, you know, make some you know, take some risks and maybe you, you do move Lawrence for two and one. So all, all that gets a big risk. Uh, if you do that, I don't know, but maybe not. Maybe Lawrence turns out to be a complete bust. And two, it turns out to be good. If, if and your only quarterback was Trevor Lawrence and the rest of your team is just like stacked somehow at this point. Uh, yeah. And you, you just want two starters going in next year. Uh, Wentz, I, I, I think carries a t- just the absolute most amount of risk. Like is Wentz going to be the starter, a starter next year. I think so. I think he's still under contract and with the team. Like, I don't think they can afford to get rid of him. Yeah. Well, and the other, the, one of the problems is like, even if the Colts. And their first round pick is gone because he played so much. Like, they, yeah. they don't have a replacement. Unless right. Patrick signs there. Yeah. Once he's yeah. the starter. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the problem that a lot of these teams have. Um, another guy on the list, I don't know if we're going to talk about Davis Mills next or not, but like some of these teams, like, even if they want to change their quarterback situation, you know, good luck. A lot of them just don't have the your draft capital to, to do anything about it or, or they're, you know, the free agent market, there's just, there's just, you know, a finite number of options. So it's, yeah. I mean, some of these teams are gonna be stuck with these guys like um, Carson Wentz. Yeah. Uh, the other one that I thought was interesting was uh, T Higgins for two and a third in 2023. So it's a you're moving a you know a, a really really good wide receiver asset with upside for a quarterback with upside and then moving that that 2023rd. I I find these trades the most interesting because that 2023rd like how value is a third in general? Like it's it's so fun to have dart throws in yeah. rookie drafts. It really is. And with the amount of hype the 2023 class is getting, but there's no way we're 24 picks deep in the 2023 class and you're like, "Yes, I'm so glad I made this deal uh, because yeah. I'm, I'm picking up something, something from Alcorn state. He's, he's two twenty. Yeah. He's six feet tall and you were in a four, four, four. Yeah. You know, what do you think of this deal? Like which side would you take? I want to know what you would take first. Actually, this is, this is one of my favorite deals in there because it's a very like T Higgins. I love his upside with yeah. that. Like he's the perfect compliment to, jamar chase uh if yep. jamar chase is over like the coverage is, is over on his side uh burrow can throw to higgins all day and we've seen it yep. he got banged up a little bit this season but he was having an incredible breakout season before that happened and so this is the type of deal though if you have t higgins and you want to and you want to take the gamble because quarterbacks will be more valuable if they perform well in the coming years like in a superflex league, it's it's easy to see the the dynasty trend is moving this way. Uh, Tua is the higher upside asset by far, in my opinion. But I think it's a great uh, it's a, it's a great mashup. So, yes, for me, Ryan, I would trade the wide receiver two on a team because Chase is the one there for Tua. Yeah, I I agree. And, and if I can and get I, that sugar on the top of that twenty twenty third, yeah, I don't there, care. There you go. I, and I I like Higgins quite a bit. Uh, and I think that if you look at any pair of wide receivers in the NFL, I think, you know, you've got a chance for Chase and Higgins for multiple years to both be wide receiver ones. You know, I, I mean, I think, I think, you know, Chase will be above Higgins, but Higgins could, you know, finish, you know, 
you know, wide receiver eight to, to 12 in that range, you know, con- consistently. So there's, there's definitely some upside with him. Uh, that said though, he's still, he's definitely is a wide receiver too. And that's not a guarantee. And, and I, I just, even if Tua turns out to be a quarterback too, I, I think I'd rather have that on my team because wide receivers are, you know, I, I mean, they're certainly not a dime a dozen, but I, it, it's, it's much easier. They to, are, the, after you get up the, the elite tier, they they kind of are a damn dozen, and, and I think the thing here's the thing with wide receiver too. You if if you need help at wide receiver, you can always acquire them uh, somewhat cheaply. Ver- versus a, you never can acquire a starting quarterback cheaply, unless I mean I mean in some rare circumstances. Um, you know, same with like elite running backs. But wide receivers you can acquire, like um, you know, this year Hunter Renfro is a good example. You know, I mean, if you if you really needed help, um, you you could have moved not a lot to get him to to help you down the stretch. There's always guys like that, you know, um, or, or someone will sell their aging wide receiver um, to get out of that for for not a lot. So I that's the thing. The, the wide receivers at the end of the day, they just you know they're just replaceable. And if you need a wide receiver help in season, much easier to get a wide receiver than a quarterback. So. Yeah. 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 And the upside of Tua is much, uh, the, yeah, the dynasty value of that is much higher. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. With oh. all the respect to T. Higgins, who we like, but yeah, at the end of the day, Tua for me, pretty easy. Um, I could see, though, someone going with Higgins if they just like, just don't believe in Tua at all and they, they like Higgins. I could, I could see someone making that deal, but yeah. Give me Tua. Yeah. It's, it's a, that, that's a fun one to think about, though. Uh, especially with this Bengals uh, playoff run. Then the next one up is I think one of the most like interesting dynasty assets that you mentioned earlier, Ryan is Davis Mills. Uh, He is a fascinating uh, dynasty asset. And I didn't really think about it until this like thread until diving into it that, you know, Davis Mills could, he could get another year starting. Uh, The Texans are a complete mess. Davis Mills showed enough in his rookie season where he's fine. Like he's at least a, a replace, at worst, a replaceable level quarterback. So in a, in 12 team Superflex leagues, I found uh, one was straight up for Jimmy G. Which that's, that's kind of interesting to me. I, I think it's pretty close actually. Cause I think Jimmy G is going to start someplace in, in 2022. Um, I, I, and, I, and I think Davis Mills probably will be the starter in, 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 in Houston, but, but I think only for one more year. Um, so I, I think I go Jimmy G, believe it or not. <laughs> what about you? I don't feel yeah. great about it, but. I, I wouldn't feel great about it either. I wouldn't make that deal straight up. It just doesn't yeah, make sense probably doesn't for make either sense, side. You know, yeah, like, it's like a that. nothing trend. Right. Versus, uh, you know, the, the Trey Lance, Jimmy G saga from this year, even in the playoffs, uh, I, we need to see more from Trey Lance this season. Uh, that Niners offense is always one of the most frustrating things in fantasy football that we ever have to deal with. And I, I just don't know. I mean, I assume Jimmy G will be gone. He has to be gone for that GM to keep, you know, to keep his job. Oh, he's going to be uh, gone. I mean, he knows it. I mean, like that's, it's very clear the writings on the wall. No, I know he's, he's gone. Yeah. I'd be shocked if, if they didn't move on from him, I'd be shocked. I mean, I, sh- I, I was shocked they kept starting him. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I mean, either uh, way, either he he stays and in you know he maybe st- starts the year as a starter and Lance takes over, or uh, I, I think it's more likely he moves on and he starts someplace else because because there I mean, are plenty plenty of teams that need quarterbacks and and you know yeah you're not going to be able to get get starting quarterbacks maybe you know I, I think there's plenty of opportunities maybe he goes to Tampa you know or, or something like that. Yeah, I, Tampa still isn't. He's just not the same kind of quarterback as Brady was, or Winston. Oh, no, of course not. And, and listen, I'm not saying that Jimmy G's no, going to light I'm the world on fire. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you know, if if you have to throw him into the superflex spot, you know, in some weeks, you know, he's a good, he's a good like third quarterback to have on your on your roster, you know, when you need us when you need us uh, when your guys iron buys or whatever, or when he's got a good matchup. Yeah, and in a vacuum, I would I'd take Jimmy G in like a startup over Davis Mills at this point. Yeah. So uh, next was Chase Claypool for Mills in a 2022 second. Again, don't know the draft position. Uh, so let's just put it as a mid-2022 second. Uh, Claypool. 
pretty yeah. easy for me. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, you'd have to be pretty. De- like I said, I, I just kind of see Davis Mills. If assuming he is a starter for Houston, um, I, I just kind of see it being a one-year thing. I mean, they're going to get a high draft pick, and they're going to draft a quarterback in the you know next year. I would think. And I'm pretty high on Claypool, even though I don't want to be. You know, yeah. my my prerequisites against Notre Dame. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So Clay, yeah, I think you he, get a Claypool, don't you? Yeah, and th- it's going to be a quarterback upgrade as far as production goes next year in Pittsburgh. Maybe <laughs> we'll see. Um, I mean, he would do better with Tyrod Taylor. It'd be great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it'd be hilarious if, if Tyrod was a starter in Pittsburgh. But anyway. Um, uh, next up is free agent Christian Kirk, 22, second and third. Ugh, that's a lot of. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess, I guess I take Kirk in the picks. I, I mean, unless I really am desperate for quarterback help, I'm not. I mean, ex- I'm not excited about it though. If it's the 201, I'm taking the the second. Third well, yeah, and Christian sure. Kirk. But if it's a if like the 212 and 312, uh, I'll take. Davis Mills is just roll with that. Yeah. Um, but, so you know, interesting I, side of it. But these are the kind of trades that maybe you can put out there. Yeah. I, I I mean, Kirk's not a guy I really want to acquire, but I don't know. Depending on where he lands, you know, I, I don't, I think he's a, you know, a decent wide receiver. Um, you know, I, I think, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. The next one, right. let's go to the next one. This is fun. Oh, you want to do the last Davis Mills trade? Rondo Moore uh, yeah. for Mills in a 22 second. Yeah, I, I mean, it, it, it's kind of going back to the Chase Claypool deal. I, I mean, I I want more. Give me more. I, I mean, where did you take more in your rookie draft? And have, like, have you seen enough to where he's really going to boom? Uh, I I mean, then, I think it depends it's, on the twenty twenty two second, like like where it lands. Yeah, I, I just I don't know. I I mean, it, it I guess it depends on where it lands. I I don't know. I guess I'm high enough on Rundle Moore that in I saw enough you know, in, in college and then, um, you know, flashes with, with Arizona. It's, I don't know. I, I think I like the upside there, but I'm not the biggest more guy, but I, I, I think I go more, but you make a good point. I mean, it, it's hard with these picks where you don't know where they are. It makes it very difficult to evaluate. You're right. Cause if it's a two one versus a two twelve, 12 makes a big difference. Doesn't it? Yeah. Well, let's just, uh, thread it into the two Oh, like six. Yeah. I go more. I'm, I'm pro- <sighs> I think at this point I might take Mills in the pick because I think when that 206 hits, there's going to be somebody who will trade more for it. Not Rondo more, but more like, like I can <laughs> yeah, get another, be- you know, I, I can get replacement value for Rondo more. So, so well, I probably got enough in the tank for, for us to talk about one more of these players. So you pick your poison. You just make it all QBs and talk about the, the final QB on the list, or you want to go with one of these other guys? Uh, no, because that one trade is too ridiculous to go through. And right. I don't want to, it's just way too much. Uh, I want to do a quick, uh, some juju trades. All right. Uh, juju. Not a popular buy low candidate in the offseason. Rarely no. talked about. He, but, uh, but, but, Mark, but apparently, um, advertisers still love juju because I just saw him in a pizza ad, ad the other day. I, I, I didn't. Yeah. Oh, that's that's okay. I, it was. I, I think it was. Is it regional? Is he coming to Chicago? It was like during a college hoops game. I think it was. Uh, yeah, wasn't it Juju Pizza Hut? Yeah, I, th- I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Let me Google it now. I'm now I'm questioning myself. Um, yeah, new Pizza Hut commercial with Craig Robinson and, and Juju. Yeah. So. <laughs> so let's check it out. He's already signed with Chicago. Yeah. So. Um, that, that, I sorry. That was kind of a side note there, but. Um, yeah, no, Juju's an interesting guy, obviously, right? You know, a guy that was going like first round of startups a couple of years ago, and 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 you know, where 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 is his value now in Dynasty? I'm not sure where he ranks. Well, it's like an, but, an easy pick, easy pick in the late first round in a startup draft uh, after because he, he came out as a true junior. He was super, he was 20 years old when he came to the NFL and absolutely boomed. But anyway, yeah. uh, so looking at these trades, and we're gonna look at the. Uh, the, re- the reason I chose this one is the most fascinating one from the other side because we have another uh, super hot commodity after the rookie season. So it's Jalen Waddle for uh, James Winston, Michael Carter, the running back, not the defensive player, Ryan, 
Uh, Kadarius Tony. Thanks for clarifying. At 22 second and Juju. So, so you have Waddle. You have Waddle for Jameis, Michael Carter, Tony, a second, and Juju. Wow, that's interesting. Huh. Uh, uh, yeah. So let's go. Let's go through the package for a second. So Jameis, I think Jameis is probably a, a backup someplace. Is, is my my hunch. So not not a tremendous amount of value there. Michael Cor- Carter, yeah, nice running back. Um, not super excited. Carries Tony upside. I, 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 you know, w- with him, he, he did flash. We got that second round pick and then, and then Juju, you know, this is one of those deals that, Oh man, if, if Juju can come back and, and, and be what he was, then, then it, that package deal could look really good for you. Um, but I, I almost want to play it safe and go with Waddle. I'm torn on this one, honestly, Will. Because that package, there's a lot of pieces there, and a couple of them could be really, really fun and exciting. Um, maybe it's situational. I don't know. Maybe if I'm a, a really horrible team and I've got Jalen Waddle and I can get that package, I, I make that deal. But otherwise, I probably like the Waddle side. Yeah, so Waddle has the potential to ascend into one of the top dynasty assets, right? At the wide yes. receiver position. Totally. I shouldn't say wide receiver position. It's one of my biggest pet peeves, and I just said it. Uh, because when you say wide receiver, you're already staying in the position. Anyway, <laughs> uh, and you know, when we had Paul Pertichese on here, he talked about Waddle as the closest comp to Tyreek Hill he's ever seen. That's right. And I think his explosion and his peak value is much, much higher. That package, in a nutshell, though, even at like the 206, is just so intriguing when it comes to value. I would have a hard time passing that up because Juju is still only 25. Uh, and the rest of it has just so much upside. Like my, Michael Carter showed enough flashes this year to be a worth, like a worthwhile uh, addition to any trade. You have a 2022 second, let's just say it's mid uh, that has a lot of opportunity to, to move and shake come draft time. Uh, Winston's value. It like, it'll only go up. Uh, assuming that he's signed to a roster and everything like that, and Crawford from the ACL, like if his value coming into this season when he's on the Saints and was about to be the starter was incredible. And then Tony, although I feel like is weirdly overvalued in leagues because of the one boob game he had, again, his talent is so high. Uh, it'll be fascinating to see. Uh, long story short, is <sighs> in a vacuum. Without roster spot constriction, I'll take the package. If you have roster spot constriction, I'll just keep with Waddle and I'll keep the top asset. Yeah, that's fair. And that, that's going to be a factor too, because that's a lot of, yeah. I mean, depending on your roster, you, you, you make that move. You got to, because that's always a cost. And people forget about that, I think, sometimes too, is that when you acquire guys have to drop players, you know, that's, you, you got to account for that new deal. Um, because sometimes those guys at the bottom of your roster can can help you out um, as the season gets deeper and deeper, and especially those those handcuff running backs. You know, when when starters get go down, you got those handcuffs and and they help you out. Well, plus, in, in shorter roster leagues, you have to play the free agents. You know, the free agent wire for running backs. Uh, so, are you going to drop yeah. one of these players for you know Damian or uh, Daryl Williams right. this season or right. something like that, and spend a bunch of fab and everything? Right. So. But that one was fun too because Waddle is maybe one of the biggest ascending wide receiver assets, especially in our group me chats for the Patreon show. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so a, a 22 second and third uh, for Donovan Peoples Jones, uh, 22 fourth and Juju. So let's just say a 22 second and third for Juju. I think I do that. Yeah. You'll take the picks? No, I'll take Juju. Yeah, I think I would too. Depending where that second lies, but anyway. yeah, I know we've the second one is, but in a vacuum, it's just random, random, random generator. Yeah, if you just have like a, a dart throw at the the second, third, yeah, I'll take Juju, and then yeah. the last one's Rondell Moore. <sighs> Damn, that's tough. Um, you know, was that? Uh, gosh, with Juju, okay, he's twenty five years old. He'll turn twenty six. He's a free agent. The the you know he had a 
a, a good rookie year. Then he had that amazing second year. But man, was that a mirage? Well, he had 166 targets. Does he ever have that many targets again in his career? Does it, but does it matter? Yeah, it matters. Like if he hits 140 <laughs> targets, Ryan, somehow. Well, yeah, I know if he gets that many. Right. Yeah, no, I know, I know, I know. Um, but I, I guess I go with, with, um, with Juju. Because the thing with Rondell Moore that's always bothering me, and, and, and this, you know, hasn't necessarily been a thing, you know, early in his career, but, um, I don't know. I don't know that he did enough his rookie year for me, as you as you alluded to, and and then the injury history he had, you know, in college. So that's it's a tough one, though. What do you what do you say? Uh, in a vacuum, again, like in a startup, uh, I'll take Juju over Rondo Mar. Yeah, I think he could really exceed expectations on a different team next year. He needs to get get away from the Steelers. Yeah, and I, th- I think he will. And I'll just take the risk. I'll just take the risk that he does like that upside versus random or booming next year for, you know, 1200 yards and seven touchdowns. Yeah. Not so much equate to Juju's best year. Not not so much for fantasy, but just as a bears fan and the guy that likes Juju, I would love for him to sign in Chicago. Um, That would be, that'd be awesome. Cause the the bears, the bears are going to be in the market and they bears have a little bit of money, a decent amount of money, actually. So they're going to, be going after some wide receivers because basically guess what guess what Allen robinson's not coming back and they've got nothing but but, but mooney that's it <laughs> yeah and <laughs> i'm glad that you want juju to go to another place to die for no wide i wide receiver production work out for him in chicago i mean maybe, maybe I, it's definitely not the best landing spot um I, i'm not sure what is but maybe maybe if you went to you know arizona oh you'd be excited the about juju in arizona. the niners <laughs> All right. Well, we, we should, we should wrap up here. So let's move on to the two minute warning. Um, do you want me to go first or you want to go first in the two minute warning? You can go first. So I want to give a shout out to Philadelphia Eagle safety, Anthony Davis. Did you, did you see the story about Anthony, mm-hmm. da- Anthony, excuse me, Anthony Harris, I say Anthony Davis, Anthony Harris. Um, there was this 11 year old uh, girl whose dad passed away. And she had connected with him, I think, uh, uh, via Instagram, because uh, when he, when he was with the the Vikings, um, this was his his this was her favorite player and one of her dad's favorite players. And basically, he said, "Hey," she he said, uh, or she said to him, "Hey, I know this is weird, but could you take me to this dance?" And he's like, "You know what? If if um, depending on what happens with the playoffs, yeah, I w- I would be down for that." And so he actually, um took this girl, this girl, Audrey, to the daddy-daughter dance. Isn't that the coolest thing? Yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll put a link in the... Did in her, the her dad pass away or is he a scumbag? No, he, he passed away. He died. Yeah. Okay. He might have been a scumbag, but he, he passed away. So I, I, I hope, I'm sure he wasn't. Um, uh, so anyway, <laughs> I, I will put a link in the show notes to, so you can check it out. So it's just... I just, I just love those stories because... Um, you know, we, you know, we always, we hear the negative stuff here, hear about, you know, guys, you know, beating up people, you know, in a hotel lobby after the pro bowl or something, but we don't hear enough of these good stories. And I think the vast majority of these NFL players, they give back to the community and they're good guys. And this is just, just a good person. So I love it. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of effort to do that kind of good, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's, that's you, you really going out of his way. Yeah. Really part of his way. Yeah. That's just, that's cool. It's just, I love the story. So I, I just had to, had to share it. And, and, and shout out to Anthony Harris that he's, he's, you know, one of, one of my favorite NFL players now. Oh, he should, he should have stayed on the Vikings, but one time. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right. Well, your turn. Two minute warning. Uh, no, I don't want to top that. That was a beautiful story and I'm, I'm very, very happy about it. And uh, I will click the, the link and watch it or read okay. it. Awesome. All right. Well, with that, we are the Fantasy Joes. You can find us on Twitter. We're at FFJoes. I'm at Roto Librarian. Will is at Fantasy Orange for Will. And the missing Jake Patterson is at Tootsie Jake. Um, you can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash Fantasy Joes. On behalf of Will, I'm Ryan and the missing Jake Patterson. And we are the Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Fantasy Joes. Jake also, Jake also says acquire Jander Hopkins, AJ Green. Uh, any sort of aging wide receiver, yeah. uh, possibly Zeke Elliott. 
Hey, I have a question for you. You know, we didn't hear from Jake much this week. It just occurred to me. W- w- could he be part of that um, that that protest up there in Canada? Could could he be like you know with the truckers like trying to trying to block the block access to Denton, Ottawa? I mean, I-, I still have a hard time finding real or not not real um, like what's actually happening there. I saw like a map with some hot spots, and as one on my boxer said, Jake is here. So. Yeah, it's it's how far how far is the Niagara side of Canada to Ottawa? Yeah, that's a good question. We'll have to we'll have to look it up. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's an interesting story, and um, yeah, you know, I I think it's one of those. Uh, well, we probably shouldn't get into it, but well, it, but maybe he didn't come on the podcast because his boy Marshawn for the Bruins uh, th- like hit a goalie with a stick to the face and got suspended six games. You think that's what it is? Yeah, could be. Okay, Niagara to Ottawa. Yeah, five and a half hours. You know, I mean, assuming there's no blockade on the way, you could, you could, you could be there in five and a half hours. So, well, a couple bits has to join the blockades. You know, yeah, it's possible. Have you read? I haven't read. Like, I, I haven't dived into that yet. I think it's a, a it's a protest about like vaccine mandates. I think at the end of the day, right? Because don't you have to have a? I think a vaccine to go from. The, I think it's to go into Canada from the U.S. Right, and, and so that's what the. I think that's what this is all about. So, yeah, this um, is where we choose our freedoms. Yeah, man. I just. Yeah, I mean, it's. You know, I, I think I think we we talk about this a lot with with protests. Like I'm I'm all about people protesting and things, but when you like when you're blocking you know, roads, like if, you know, someone wants to protest whatever cause they want in front of a government building or something, that's fine. But like, if you block the, you know, like someone blocks the interstate, if you're blocking I-94 here, you know, that's, that's where you cross the line, you know, like that's, come on, you're, you're impacting other people. And and that's just, that's irritating, but. Well, you just don't know anything about the other people's lives and what they're doing. And there were some emergency vehicles that were blocked uh, from the brief part I read. Granted that none of them were, uh, like you know, like life threatening, but you didn't know that when you did it, right? Or any like any sort of uh, harm to others. Yeah, Health, though it's, it's. I mean, the thing is, Ryan is I struggle because like the vaccine mandate is the like that's where we're putting our foot in the ground, and here we're putting yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know, I. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I don't, I don't get it either. But you know, unless they're like, yeah. I, I mean, I, there, are, I guess there are people that can't get the vaccine medically and have religious reasons. But I, I think, other than some certain exceptions, I think some people are just being stubborn and should should open their minds up. But that's just me. So now that now wow. we've alienated some of our wow, Ryan. wow. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, no, it's that's not like groundbreaking thing i just said i mean it's just like it's just common sense I, I just think that uh you know i just i just i don't know just it just makes sense um we're gonna yeah we're we've had a fun podcast and we're going to like this like serious conversation so we should oh, we i should, like where this is going though yeah you know you do you so well i'm fading i want to you know i want to know something fun there's too much negativity in the world so let's know something fun what do you got you got one last thing for for it's fun before we stop oh man uh so Listening to the Justin Jefferson interview on the Pat McAfee show, uh, he talked about how he was still learning the NFL at this point, and he's growing and working like in the offseason to get better and better as a wide receiver. I am so excited to watch him play for the Vikings while we live here until we move overseas. Yeah, he's that's that's exciting. Just just the fact that he's he says he's still learning the game. I mean, gosh, you know, wow, really? <laughs> how scary is yeah. that? Yeah, and I just love he said like a really nice attitude about everything, uh, and the gritty that he brought in, and really like you know made it made it like national. It's a uh, he like everybody's doing the gritty now. Mac Jones did it in the Pro Bowl. It's a it's a whole fun scene to see of what uh, just one little dance can do because it's relatively simple but hard to perfect. So I've got I've got one final question for you, and then we'll then we'll stop recording because I because I I'm I'm really fading big time here, but. Okay, so in Chicago, it's always going to be the Bears drafted um, 
Mitch Trubisky when they could have had Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, right? That's always going to be the thing, especially Patrick Mahomes. You don't hear about Deshaun Watson's name anymore considering what happened with him, but it's like the Bears blew it. They could have had Patrick Mahomes. Is that always the, is that the conversation of Philadelphia with the wide receiver position? Like we drafted Jalen Rager when we, we could have had Justin Jefferson. Is that what's everyone's going to talk about for years until they figure, figure that out? No, nah, it's just different though. Cause the wide receiver position, it's not, as, it's not as important as right. Right. I hate you because you made me say the wide receiver position. I do it all the time. I, I didn't know it was that. one of your pet peeves. It's by my fault. Uh, no. Cause when you say wide receiver, you are stating the position. <laughs> Right. Uh, right. Just like when people say like, oh, when you go pro uh, in the NFL, the National Football League or anything like that, like when they instead of saying NFL or you know, <laughs> or if they've already said, well, when they're playing for the Vikings in the National Football League. Anyway, long story short, yeah. uh, wide receivers aren't as important as quarterbacks like Justin Jefferson has been great. But have we made the playoffs since he's been on the team? Nobody cares. Yeah, and we did once, but it didn't matter. Uh the, yeah, the the big thing is like uh, quarterbacks decide everything. Patrick Mahomes decides everything. Sean Watson, yeah. if he ever like the, the weird amount of silence through this entire season and been sitting out the whole time, uh, I feel like we should be more fearful of that moving forward. He could just be absent from the NFL for the rest of his life. Yeah, I, I mean, it's worse than we thought. The the quarterback position is everything. The quarterback what? Like, I just came, I'm going back to what you said there. I mean, I, you're right. I didn't it, say it, the quarterback it, position. I said quarterbacks are everything. The, <laughs> quarterback, quarterback is everything for everything. Look, okay, Throw we should the, stop. I'm, I'm kidding. Yeah. All right. But the Super Bowl is <laughs> living proof of that. Joe Burrow, Matt Stafford, those guys, that they're everything those teams. Okay. I need to go. I'm sorry. I'm not making sense now. Yeah, we're 22 fading, minutes. Fading, after. fading, fading, fading. All right. Good. Thanks, everybody. We'll, we'll talk to you. Get rookie, rookie talk Come, coming hey, at you soon. Good morning. Good, uh, good afternoon. If I don't see you, good evening. Good night.